You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello and welcome back to 10 Till Places, a theater podcast. My name is Aaliyah Gardner and I'm your host of this podcast. Um, Today, I am very excited to be discussing the many tiers of theater, which um, I'm just going to be discussing three today, high school theater, community theater, and professional theater, Um, the different the differences, the similarities, what to expect when you go into um, all three of them, and basically what makes them very, very important to the theater community. I know there's very many more Um, tiers like the West End and touring and all that but to be honest I feel like I'm not qualified enough to speak on any of that I have been um, associated with people who have been on tour before um, and the way that they've talked about it is amazing and I'd love to have them on hopefully fingers crossed that I can get them Um, but uh, I'm just going to be focusing on the areas that I know that I am most confident and comfortable speaking on because I don't want to give anybody any misinformation. So uh, without further ado, let's start off with high school theater. So when it comes to high school theater, um, the first thing that I would like to talk about is the talent pool because of course with high schools some of them are not necessarily enriched with the arts like the school that I went to so some schools do not necessarily have a whole lot of talent to work with so they'll call people from different uh, classes like the chorus kids or the dance kids or the uh, the acting kids maybe even make uh, make this school play and extracurricular activity so that you can get extra credit for some of your uh, classes. So some so that'll bring in some of the other kids from maybe like the sports groups or like the popular kids or whatever you may possibly think of when it comes to that aspect. But from the school that I went to, um, my classes were very much intertwined with my theater classes. So the kids that were definitely like very involved in the theater classes and the theater troupe and the thespian troupe that we had, which by the way, if you don't know what a thespian troupe is, it's basically just a drama club. Thespian um, comes from the word thespis, which goes all the way back to uh, Greek theater and all that good stuff. Um, But that's a whole other podcast. But um, a thespian troupe is just a drama club. If the kids um, who are 
involved in the drama club or the thespian troupe who basically meet after school and do the plays and help run auditions and everything they're definitely going to be a lot more dedicated than the kids who aren't in those classes and don't get me wrong some of the kids who are in um other just nor their normal core classes and not necessarily involved in the theater um, club and the thespian troupe and everything are just incredibly talented, but they don't necessarily know that discipline that comes along with um, the classes because um, we've been very grateful to have classes that teach us the very, very, very basics of um, uh, professionalism in the theater industry and how to hold yourself up in the theater industry and prepare properly prepare an audition and um, properly slate before you audition and the little um, the little details that go in between. So it's um, definitely really, really cool to see the kids that aren't necessarily involved as much as they could possibly be really get um, get involved once they come out to an audition or maybe they do a student directed piece because at our school, there were student directed showcases where children or students who weren't necessarily uh, there, like in the classes that we were holding, like the directing classes or the acting classes or um, technical theater classes, just normal kids could come out and audition and get to perform in a student directed piece or many student directed pieces, which is really, really cool. So we definitely got to intertwine the different worlds of the students. So the, uh, the theater kids and the uh, normal high schoolers, if you want to call it that, got to interact with each other, which was great. Now, one thing that I did have a major issue with with uh, high school theater was seniority because with when it comes to the shows and every single year when we do a season of shows, where, whether it be a fall play, a spring musical, a cabaret or a showcase or improv show or whatever it may be in between, the seniors always got cast in the main shows that we were doing, which of course it makes sense. It's their very last year. We want to make sure that they're as involved as they possibly can be with the, uh, with the troupe. But the only issue is students easily got robbed. There were so many incredible kids and students and people that were my friends who were so talented and deserved roles, but they didn't get it because, of course, the seniors would get it. And not to say that the seniors didn't deserve the roles. I just feel like in some cases, the seniors should take a step back because they're not made for certain roles, if that makes any sense. Um, and in my opinion, some of the kids were, some of the younger kids were just better than some of the seniors. And hell, honestly, some of the, some of the younger kids, I got to be the lead in our, in our uh, musical in my senior year. I was the lead. And it was great. But to be honest, I didn't connect with the role. And I was really just doing it because I wanted to do a show my last year. I didn't necessarily 
connect with the role. It was very frustrating because there was a Southern accent that went with it. And I just felt like it was very forced. It didn't feel natural. Nothing about it felt right to me. And there were so many amazing students that could have easily played that role in an instant without even blinking an eye. But of course I got it and I'm not gonna complain about it because it was a great opportunity and it was very, very fun to be able to to be with that group of my friends and get into that routine when we were doing the show. But some students got robbed and I'm not, I'm not gonna lie, they got robbed because they are very, very talented and just because they're a sophomore or even a freshman, they weren't, they didn't get the opportunity that they could have gotten and maybe even gotten us to state, their state competition because when you do Um, a fall play or a fall musical um, will have adjudicators come in and they'll basically judge the show and see if we're if they want us to go perform the show at the state competition I feel like if we easily had some of those talented younger students in the show we would have been able to go of course there were different issues but um, that is a a big problem that I had with high school theater Community theater, one of my favorites. Not that I don't like professional theater, but there's just something super duper special about community theater, which are just nonprofit organizations that raise money to put on shows for their peers, with their peers, and um, to basically uh, provide a little bit of culture and arts, arts to the community, which is so cool that that's even a thing because, of course, not everybody can afford going to Broadway to go see um, go see Ava Noblezada or uh, Jordan Fisher or whoever that they may want to watch in a show. Um, so it's just really cool to be able to have like the next best thing. Now, don't get me wrong, sometimes community theater can be a little bit rough around the edges because similar to high school theater, you don't really have much to work with. But um, for me personally, I live in an area that is enriched with the arts. Like there's a theater basically in almost every single city or surrounding city. Um, Maybe, I think the closest theater to me is maybe uh, 15 minutes. Um, And I think that is a community theater. So it's, it's just really cool, the area that I'm in, because there's theater accessible wherever you practically go. And then of course you go into DC where there's a lot more uh, professional theater companies and Maryland, uh, uh, Baltimore area. But community theater is just very special because um, they they start to become uh, very, very specific on what they are looking for. Because no matter, with high school, um, like I already said, you, you're working with a group of kids that you all know, maybe they can hold a tune, maybe they can't, you don't know, you won't be able to tell until the audition. But for community theater, you're calling everybody from the depths of their of the caverns to come out and audition, and they plaster it basically everywhere. So they can have as many people as possible. Because of course, when you tell a bunch of people that you're auditioning for maybe a hairspray and you know your area doesn't really have that many black people. I know that sounds really bad, but it's important. You got to broadcast it and call people from the East and the West and everywhere to come in and audition so that you can put on this piece. And 
community theaters will really stop at nothing. They Sometimes they'll cast their whole show and still not have um, maybe one or two characters. So then they'll extend it. Hey, like we're still looking for this character and this character. So please come out and audition. We're putting on the show. Basically, nothing will stop them in the, uh, to put on the show. Um, so they'll do whatever they can. And that also includes having board members in, in the shows, which allows those people to have behind the table experience as well as on stage experience, uh, even if they haven't really been an actor before, which is so cool because then that's just one more person that has more that has respect for the arts because it's very difficult to try to get people who don't understand it or respect it to to do so. So that's it's definitely a step in the right direction. Community theater is also really special because it allows you to really understand where you land um, in terms of how talented you are. Because in high school, you are surrounded by all these people that are still learning and developing and everything. So when you put yourself in to a position where people are probably already um, developed and uh, you're with adults now and it's just people who are older than you and people who have been to college. Wow, that's so cool. <laughs> so um, people who are already pretty well-rounded in uh, when it comes to their brand and who they are as an actor. Uh, and then you have some people who've never done a show before, but their friend asked them to come audition. So you definitely know where you stand a lot more and there's a lot less um, confusion about, oh, am I like, am I good enough to be in this show? Well, uh, even if you're the most insecure person, I feel like uh, it's easy to be able to to tell yourself like, yeah, I could probably get into this show. This is this would be so cool. So when you go out to these community theater auditions, it's like you'll basically get real feedback because with high school, uh, it's people will don't really want to step on your dreams. I know that sounds really mean, but. Um, they just don't want to step on your, crush your dreams, step on your dreams. And especially when you have your peers talking to you and giving you notes and consistently working with you on certain productions, it's very difficult to not get in your feelings. But um, in community theater, these people, a lot of the people from my experience in community theater have also done professional theater. So my first real community theater production that I was in, these people are aspiring actors. They're professionals and they're giving me real notes because community theater really allows you to have some type of humanity um, from, uh, from your professional theater days. Because if you think of professional theater, you think of such a high tier and these people are so like talented and beautiful and when in reality, they're just another person who's trying to do the exact same thing that you're doing. So it allows you to be on the same plane as those people. And even after the show, if you don't stay in contact with them, it's okay because you know that if you can go out and support them in the community, that um, they'll still think of you and respect you just as much as they did the last time they worked out to work with you, which is really cool. And I think that even if you are aspiring to get paid 
for theater, which of course is the end goal. But if you're if you want to get paid to do this, you need to understand how to how to put the time in and not get anything back for it because you don't get paid with community theater. You don't. Um, maybe you'll get a little gift as a courtesy at the end of the show. But if anything, you're really just volunteering your time and your energy. Last but not least, we're going to chat about professional theater, the top of the top. But um, I'm really just going to be focusing on the audition processes of professional theater because each uh, rehearsal process and um, like tech week process, they're, they can be very different from each other from my personal experiences. So I'm really just going to talk about the audition processes because they are very, very different. And I wish that somebody had wanted to like who'd sit down and explain to me um, what to expect. So first and foremost, get off of your high horse. Every single person that walks in the door at this audition is talented. And it just is what it is. With community theater, you can kind of go in and know where you stand. And because you can usually hear uh, people through the in the room when they're auditioning and you can talk to people and get a feel for um, how good they are. I know that sounds a little bad, but really just how good they are. But with professional theater, Basically, every single person that walks in this door is prepared. They've been rehearsing this for weeks, sometimes months, because when you are a professional actor, you have this big book of music that you just always know. And you'll keep the music in your book and you'll look for auditions and say, oh, there's a Spring Awakening audition. Let me look at my um, rock up-tempo song. All right, perfect. I have this song from Bear. Let's do that. So they've been practicing and practicing these songs and they've been basically prepping for auditions that to come around just so that they can go and show what they've been working on for a very long time. So there's a couple different versions of a professional audition. The most basic one that I can really um, talk about that most people who are starting out will go to is the scheduled audition where you basically go online um, and you sign up for an audition time slot. Maybe you'll have five or ten minutes to uh, do your audition. You'll sing your song because they'll be very, very, very specific. They'll ask for a certain length of time, whether that be 30 seconds or 16 bars, if you know how to read music, um, of an up-tempo musical theater song or a ballad musical theater song, whatever they're looking for, in the style of that show. Um, unless they specifically ask you to uh, to sing a song from the show that they're uh, auditioning for, do not sing a song from the show because that is you walking into the audition room saying you can send everybody else home. I'm here. You don't need to hear anybody else. I am the person for that role. You are not. You may not. You may be. Honestly, you may be perfect for the role, but there's a sense of arrogance that comes with singing a song from the show. So unless they specifically ask, try to avoid it and just look for songs in the style of the show. Uh, So yeah, you'll sign up for your audition slot. You'll have your five or ten minute uh, time slot. I always recommend bringing uh, your character shoes or jazz shoes, whatever type of dance shoe that you may have with you, just in case. Sometimes they'll 
specify if there's going to be a dance um, audition portion um, so that you can prepare uh, and bring clothes to move in. But I usually uh, just bring them just just in case, just on the off chance that I misread something or anything. You can never be too prepared when it comes to these auditions. Um, and yeah, you'll have lots of time usually to warm up and uh, stay warmed up and just be prepared for your time. Sometimes if you didn't sign up in advance on uh, online or whatever, however they have their audition sign up set up, um, you can go into the audition um, facility in the morning and sign up on a piece of paper um, with your name and phone number and then leave for however long and then come back maybe 30 minutes before your actual time slot so you can get prepared. Um, so those are a couple different versions of the scheduled audition. Now we're going to chat about the open call, which is the audition that I wish that I wish people would prepare me for. So an open call is basically anybody and anyone is welcome, non-union and union actors. Um, you basically go in as early as you possibly can and you just wait all day long. And you can sign your name on a piece of paper and get an audition time slot, but it doesn't matter because equity actors that walk in to the audition, to the open call, will get um, will immediately get seen because of that equity uh, card that they have. So they'll come in and even if you're next up and you've been waiting all day long, they will get to go before you, which is a little bit frustrating. And I wish somebody had notified me before that, but... It is what it is. They are equity, so they get to be seen no matter what. And if they can walk in, even if the audition started at 9 a.m., they can walk in at 3 p.m. and still get seen immediately and just move on with their day. It's a lot harder to stay warmed up during open calls because you're just sitting there all day long with a bunch of other people who are doing the same thing as you with their outfits and their shoes like some people are wearing slides and they get ready to put their shoes on before they go into the audition and it's just a very long day you can start at 10 a.m and leave at 5 p.m you just don't know. They'll, and you only get one chance. So you need to make sure that you make this audition count. Because as soon as you leave, they're probably sending you home. But if they really liked you, they'll keep you and let you stick around while they have people read from the show or um, learn songs from the show and sing excerpts from the show um, or just re-sing their song or learn a dance combination. It really depends. So that is basically the uh, two versions of a professional theater audition. But overall, with all of these different um, theater experiences that I've had, um, even though they're all so drastically different from each other, there are a couple things that stay consistent between all of them. And uh, one of those things is uh, maintaining your professionalism. I cannot stress this enough. You always want to walk into the audition room or wherever you are going. Even if you're already in the show, you want to hold yourself a certain way during your rehearsals so that people know that you mean business and that you are confident in yourself and in the role that you would like to have in the show or the role that you have already gotten. 
and just be yourself because it will shine through in your performance and that is definitely something that casting directors are looking for is personality they want to see you even though you're playing a completely different character and that is everything that i have to chat about today i hope that you guys enjoyed this episode of tenso places follow me at aliyah underscore gardener and tenso places podcast on instagram and hopefully you guys will listen to our next episode soon Bye-bye. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.